Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 209 for Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, The Boys Over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Klingspores, Joshua Alexander, and Gangi and Pop Pop. Makerspace. Thanks, Phil, for that wonderful introduction to this week's episode of our podcast. Um, what's that, Phil? Oh, I can't hear you because you're not here. That was last week's introduction to our podcast that I just um, edited for this week because Phil is... Where's Phil again? Uh, he's at some charity event, I believe. He, said, he blamed his wife and said, I have to go do something like good for people. Mm-hmm. He wasn't happy about it. Um, is he doesn't like being good for people, but you know that's that's Phil. He's he's out doing a, a charity event uh, with his family, so we we got to excuse him on this one. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we will publicly at least. So, hey, so anyway, so, so it's if, uh, if he's doing last week's intro, isn't he going to be introducing us as episode two hundred eight? I, I fixed all that. You'll hear. Oh, I like that. That's so, cool. It's seamless. You won't even know. You'll be like, it's it's like a deep fake, you know. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he'll be like, "Oh my God, Phil was If there. it's good enough, we might just continue with this whole two guy podcast with his intro. That's you know, it does it does make things easier for us. Yeah, but um, anyway, yeah. So so it's just you and me this week, Bill. And um, without Phil to ask you, I will ask you, like, "Oh my God, this is such a hard job, Phil and Phil shoes. What are you up to, man? <laughs> <laughs> I am still playing with the uh, ceramic body uh, cigar box guitar." Uh, Heidi Jacobs sent me that ceramic body and uh, I've been doing some work on the neck and um, uh, like you it's not always perfect first time around I did a glue up for it and didn't realize that uh, the way I did the glue up uh, and it has to go through the body of the guitar I can normally adjust the opening in the body because it's a cigar box right. this is ceramic so I can't make that adjustment so I'm like wait a minute I need a whole another like three quarters of an inch on top of what I put through the box. So I had to uh, glue another piece on it and then cut out a whole bunch of the bottom of it where I glued it up and stuff. But it, it, you'll see. It's, it's, it's turning out really well now. So I got uh, mm. the, the headstock glued up behind me. You can see the clamps there. And I can, yeah. So Is that yeah. that scarf joint again? The same yeah, I did, I did a scarf yeah. joint with the, uh, the shape I'm liking for my headstocks. And, uh, yeah, I like that shape a lot. Yeah. It's fun. So yeah, that's Excellent. pretty cool. And I, I'm using the uh, um, oh, uh, I said I was using the um, the floorboards that somebody sent me, and I couldn't remember off the top of my head. And I asked to please give me a shout. Well, it is Nathaniel Garrison who sent me those uh, oak floorboards, and he reached out and he said, "Hey man, I'm glad to see that you're able to use those. The, I'm sure it's going to be amazing." And th- he thanked me, and I'm like, "No man, thank you so much for sending me." Uh, that stuff that's really cool he says well he's done his kitchen i believe or he's done one of the rooms in his house he says so every time he walks on that floor he's going to think about this guitar i'm making so that, that's kind of cool yeah i tend to when i'm stomping around i tend to think about the stuff you make too yeah pretending it's uh, pretending it's under my feet so it makes well, sense well it, that's weird because when casey's mad at me and she's stomping around i tend to think of you so oh yeah 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 we have a lot in common yeah me and yeah. casey Oh yeah, I mean you guys are like twins, two peas in a in a, in a what do they call that a toboggan? Two peas in a toboggan. We we both have restraining orders out on the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, I like that. So I'm I'm cool. I'm, bu- I'm building that ceramic body guitar and apparently uh, trying to figure out exactly what fifty yards is. Uh, what are you up to? Fifty yards. Uh, that's how far I have to stay away from you, in case. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, um, how does it feel? I mean, you were you were in a funk there for a while, in as far as like kind of making and getting in your shop because you had that door looming over your head. And, oh, I know. Casey's I know. Casey's uh, salon move kind of 
kind of soured you a little uh, bit too. Uh, yeah, a little bit. It was just it was just a pain yeah. in the butt, and uh, that's kind of behind me now. And absolutely, I, I'm back to so like with this project. I've been coming home every day, 10, 15, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, and then it's starting to get dark, and I'm loving it. That's exactly what I yeah. want to do: is just go out and putter around, play with something. Uh, I got the camera out. Uh, doing, yeah. trying, to, trying to get some interesting shots in so I can make a video to accompany it. And it's like, that's what I like. It's it's not for anything or anybody. There's no deadline. It's just for me. And right. uh, it, it, I enjoy it. So, you know, I, I know and you've you got know, a lot of pressure on you for your, a lot of your creations are either sponsor driven or they're to pay the rent or whatever the case may be. Um, I got my pressure at work and I want to come play in the shop. So I do have that advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually felt I felt the pressure a little bit this week. I I was uh, I I was looking for something and I was, I was like rooting through this messy shelf, like all those like you know like I know you get to go clean your shop like once a month and mm-hmm. you, like almost every time you do a project you clean the shop first and I just haven't had a chance to. And I was like just got frustrated. I was like throwing stuff around the shop the other day, like looking for something, you know, knocked my camera over and stuff. I felt like I felt bad later, but uh, yeah, there you know it's it's funny because there's all that stuff that I love about what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the job, you know, it is the job and, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way though. Uh, it's, it's I, a balancing I, act. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. a mastery of a, a part of your skill set. is, is that ability to keep the passion alive and keep the bills played, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, cause I, I tried that in the past having a job and then like leaving the job to go do what I love. And, um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't. I don't play well with others. <laughs> like I just, did, you know, I just didn't like. It just, I always wanted to just, you know, uh, it, like my identity's just always been wrapped up in the act of creating, and right. um, and I just, I'm just addicted to it. Whether it's you know music or or, or furniture, or whatever, I just have to. Yeah, I can't. I I wouldn't be satisfied with that one hour after work. Although it sounds like a great, especially with guitars. Oh, like yeah. a guitar, that's a great way to build a guitar because you go home and you puss for an hour. When you get to that thing, you're not quite sure how you want to do it. You got the rest of the night to think about it before you do it. You know. And, and I'm really blessed that I I don't hate my job. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. that are just not happy with it. But one of the things I do like about what I do, doing maintenance, doing uh, facilities management. I do different stuff all the time, and I'm I'm constantly I'm I am welding, I am doing some carpentry, I am doing some electrical. I'm you know I'm working with my hands. It's never the same way. There's a lot of things that I do we that we do regularly to maintain certain things, so it's kind of like normal. But then something happens, and something blew up, or something broke, or somebody ran into this, or I got to fix a mm. fence, or there's a door roller that's not working right, and I got to come up with some kind of a bracket. So it keeps me interested. But I tell people all the time. I don't hate my job. I'm not saying I love my job, but I don't hate it. And I do love what it's what it's bringing to the table, right? So it's like it it gets me to to the end of the week when I get my paycheck and we get to pay our bills and I'm not stressed out or frustrated with, with work. Um, and I, I, like you, have advised many people not to necessarily quit their job and start making stuff because most a lot of people don't make things. But if they, if you're miserable at your job, man, that that is so awful. And I, I know you got responsibilities. You might have kids. Mm-hmm. You might have a mortgage. But you need to actually do something about stopping hating what you're doing. Whether it's get a new attitude, a new perspective, or whether it's uh, look for something else. You know, the easiest time to yeah. find a job is when you got one. It's, I, I hate people say, "Well, I quit my job," and then I'll look for one. No, look for one while you got one. It's always it's, yeah. You're more you're more hireable right off the bat to begin way, with. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and there's something good about telling somebody, "Hey, we love you. We want you to start. When can you start?" And you say. I want to give my two weeks notice. There's that's satisfying yeah. because it's like yeah. I not only you want me, but I these people want me, and I'm not just going to yeah. flick on that. So it's it's yeah, passion. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. That's you know that was. I mean that's why I do what I do because I had these these jobs and I and I tried a few times and the, I mean there's all the the evils of life and and bills and and money and stuff and uh, yeah I just I you know I mean I I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before but you know I I had my my very good friend from high school died young. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at, when he at the time he was diagnosed and was you know heading that direction, I was working in a job I hated, and I was there 60, 70 hours a week, and it was just this huge wake up call for me. I was like, I was like, I could go like that tomorrow, you know. I mean, why am I spending 60, 70 hours a week doing something I hate around people I can't stand? Right. And I was just like, I just vowed to not do that again. And, and the reason was is that I was in this rush to prove myself as a success because mm-hmm. I dropped out of college and everybody thought I was, you know, like disappointed in me, whatever. So I wanted to prove myself. And, mm-hmm. and I thought the way to prove myself to successful was to have money. 
And I, it's it, that, that was if that's success to have a lot of money and be unhappy. I don't want it. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, I, I, ideally, it's to have a lot of money and be happy. <laughs> right, right. That that sounds better. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I got half of that equation. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's you know, and it's just uh, you know, it's it's just always a balancing act, right? I mean, you know. I'm just trying to find that balance of not working too hard and working, you know, but working hard enough to, to pay the bills. And, and, uh, and when you work for yourself, it's, it's the, the, the seesaw goes a lot further, <laughs> you know. Oh, and more often too, and faster. I mean, you're right. up and down yeah. a lot more, so. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but I, I don't, you know, sometimes I think about it, like, like some of these sponsors that I work with, cause you know, I, I've forged relationships with a few companies that help me sponsor my, my YouTube channel, that part of my business. And, um, some of them, like, you know, I, I see, I think to myself, like, I could actually, like, I could see myself working for these people. I really like what they're doing, and I could right. probably be a value to them, you know. Uh, and I think about that idea, like, that's a potential for me in the future, maybe. But then I think, like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. Like, that sounds cool now. But three years from now, like, I don't know, like, if I'm going to still want to be, you know, there. there and Yeah, you know, I mean, so you never know what the future someday. holds. But that is something great for some people. Uh, first person comes yeah. to mind is one of the OG YouTubers. Laney Shaughnessy, right? He's a right. He's been, prime example. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he represents. I forget who, um, but that's what he does now. It's like he does a little bit of content, but he just he travels all over and he represents a company that he likes and yeah, he gets the CNC demo. Company. I forget which one. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I mean, that, so that's a good example. Of people that that do that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's who knows. Maybe that's what you'll be doing. You'll be a. You'll get maybe Crimson Guitars in England will hire you to be their American spokesperson. Person, I'm pretty sure they would. They would be more like one of those like things where they just like hire me to get me out of the way because like I'm like <laughs> I just like screwing up the the works and like oh this guy keeps making guitars out of crappy doors and put me under. <laughs> but um, have you seen yeah, their YouTube guy's... channel? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't love that because lo- the guy, the guy looks like he would rip your head off. Right. Shove and a beer so can nice. in, the, in the hole. He's got flame <laughs> tattoos on his bald head. He looks like a biker, and he's got the the um, the delicate, exquisite speaking mm. voice of like the upper echelon of England's finest. I mean, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. He talks like Winnie the Pooh, but he looks like, you know, like the Grim Reaper, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Love yeah. those guys. No, he's, yeah. He's awesome. What a talented dude. Uh, oh. his, I mean, his guitars are beautiful. I don't watch a lot of his videos because they tend to be, um, like, vloggy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I'm just... Every now no, and but again, every time I do watch out. one, I learn a ton of stuff. Yeah. He just... He's working on now... Or I don't know. I just... I Sometimes it'll pop up in my feed, but he made this... Uh, he took a kind of like a, a, a kind of like you do with the nails on your guitar body. Oh, the, the, he's calling it the complication that guitar with the yeah with all yeah. the but he, the way he's carving it out with the Dremel tool and all this. I mean, it's like that's mm. just that's confident. Even though he says, "Okay, good luck. I hope I don't screw this up." But you can just right. tell he knows what he's doing. You know. And then I just watched him. He made the neck, the uh, headstock cover, and I'm just like, "Geez, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work." Yeah. Yeah, those are expensive guitars. I yeah, mean, that's, I, I believe his video you know, is the 90-hour guitar or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, he's got. He's been talking about that for a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's insane. It's insane. Like, I, I just, I honestly don't have interest. If someone was like, "Hey, I'll pay you, pay you for a year to make a guitar," right. I, my ADD would kick in. I'd be like, "No, I'd rather make 20 guitars that are like inferior." You know, <laughs> I don't. I could never do that. Or how many times could you make? This, this would be a future topic. How many times could you make something? Just to when you were done, tear it apart and reclaim the material and make something else with it. Make, make, rinse, repeat. Oh, dude, that's perfect. Nice. All right, that's, maybe that's next week. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, that was a tangent. <laughs> yeah, and you still haven't said what you're working on. Yeah. So, well, brace yourselves, uh, podcast listeners. That is basically how this podcast is going to go. We do have a topic idea, but if we don't get to it, no one's going to be upset. <laughs> that's because that's Phil's not here, so. Right, yeah, it fills the idea, man, right? Oh, God, we can't admit that. Uh, <laughs> so what have I been up to? I have, um, we were talking about a little bit in the pre-show. I've been working on this um, this little mini acoustic guitar for Total Boat, which is nearly done. It's got a few issues that I'm not super pleased with. It's my first time doing anything like this. It's my second acoustic guitar ever. 
The first one being the one that I made out of holocore doors on a laser. So it shows you how much I know about acoustic guitars. <laughs> and uh, so that's been an interesting learning experience. And um, I'm also working on my seventh annual, which is crazy to think about, my seventh annual Boycott Black Friday video. Nice. Um, seven years in a row I've done a, you know, and it, so what I do every year is I make a, you know, I, I get on my soapbox and I encourage people to not just buy crap for the sake of buying crap because we all get that kind of pressure around the holidays mm -hmm. that you have to buy things for people you, you see twice a year or whatever and, and just try to encourage people to make gifts and I do, I make a gift, I make a, you know, so some, some years I've done really simple things like these really simple like blocks for kids and right. uh, one year I made, one year I made a ukulele, you know, mm -hmm. um, and this yeah, year I'm working. Dice. Uh, was that, that? I don't think that was an actual boycott Black Friday video. It might have been the songwriting. I don't dice. even remember what they all are. Yeah, no, oh, I yeah. make those, but I don't know if that was one of the part of that series or not. Um, it could have been. I don't remember. I made so many of them. But so this year I'm doing it in conjunction with Vectric, um, one of those companies I could see myself working for someday. Uh, nice. You know, the the CNC software company because I have a series on their YouTube channel. Um, where I do, I put out projects for Vectric users, and um, the idea is that if you are a Vectric user and you have an account with them, when I do, we do these monthly projects, me and other people do them, and the project is a free download. So anybody using the software, like if they're like looking for an excuse to run their CNC, they can open up my file that I created. They don't have to do anything. They just basically, you know, set the parameters up for their machine and cut it. So it's just like people that are like looking for something new to make, you know, just want to, they want to test something out, whatever, if they like right. the project. Um, so, you know, like uh, I've done a couple of those now. And then what I wanted to do for this is to have my Boycott Black Friday be a project for these users. But what I wanted it to do is be accessible to everyone. So I usually when I'm in there, I'm experimenting with the 3D carving and stuff, or like the higher end software that they use. Right. So for this one, I'm using their, their least expensive software. It's called Cut 2D. Okay. And um, it's like 150 bucks, I think. Um, and it does, you know, mostly what VCarve does. It's missing some of the bells and whistles. But so I use that software to create these um, like coasters or ornaments, however you want to look at them. Uh, and I did them like a couple different ways. And, and I got Vectric to let me do this. So it's the free project for all Vectric users. But they're also going to unlock it. So if you download the trial version of the software without paying for it, Usually you could only make, you can design stuff, but you can't print, right? You can't cut it, right. but they're going to make these so you could open them up and cut them with this trial software. So if you have a CNC machine and you don't have Vectric software, you could download the software and cut this It's a good test drive, project. Right? So it's, yeah, so that way they can really, you know, so it's like a, you know, it's, it's free because that, that way I'm, I'm giving the, I, I mean, everybody, if, if they have a CNC can use it, but wait, there's more. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> That's just the video that's going to go on their channel because I need my Boycott Black Friday video too. So now on my Boycott Black Friday video uh, on my channel, I'm going to make three more versions of them. One on the 3D printer that I got from Maker Made CNC. Okay. One um, on the laser, of course. And these are two, again, not accessible tools. And then right. the third one I'm doing on the scroll saw. Nice. So uh, the idea being Do that... Do you even you know, have, have like a, a scroll saw? I do have an old one, yeah. That's right, you have that old, old, 40s old one. giant one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got it for basically free, you know. But so so that way, the, I'm, you know, I'm doing these projects on three different CMC machines, two other tech machines, and by hand, and there'll be a PDF available so people could download them and do them by hand if they want, you know, uh, just to make it accessible to everybody. Like, they're not like, the, it's not like a super inventive design or anything it's just a basic shape and you know kind of like winter season -y thing but uh the idea is anybody with whatever tooling they have could could use it and so i was really excited that vector wanted to play along with me with this um nice. so i've yeah. almost got it all buttoned up <laughs> your, your boycott black friday goes hand in hand i'm sure many communities are like this but where i'm at uh they have plaid friday where it's basically right. don't shop big box shop at your local mom and pop stores at your small business uh, women owned business um, things like that so uh, especially you, you hipped that, me to that a couple years ago you, you yeah hit me. so I, I started adding that term to the the past year or two that i've done the videos i've i've, I've that because i like that it's more positive than right. my negative boy well you're the, you're you know. the plaid collar guy anyway so right Right, that's that's my job on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's pretty exciting. Uh, and, and usually there's a, a lot of the 
local uh, shops where Casey's at, uh, they're involved in it. So it's it's neat to see everybody get together and try to support each other and 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 uh, stay out of the big box stores if possible. Right. Not that not that you, sometimes you got to shop big box, but sometimes you. Don't. Oh no, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make a Nintendo Switch in my basement. You know what I mean? Like there's right. there are products out there that you just kind of have to buy, like if that's what you need. But there's also there's so many times that. You know the the sweaters and mittens and gloves that nobody wants. Right. You know, like maybe it'd be better to make them something rather yeah. than something they don't want. And you know, I don't know. I just I I believe in that. Or or um, buy okay. something from somebody who made it one exactly one, one at a time. Right. Yeah. Which which I I mean I do. I call my friends when I need gifts if it's not something I can make. I, right. I right. know so many people in this maker community that that can do things better than me and different than me and yeah. You know, um, skateboard guitar. That I've was I've also just recently finished up, and that video is coming out this weekend. I'm super excited about it. I made the body out of acrylic, and the neck all out of um, recycled skateboards that I got from Wobie Design. Uh, ben over there, out in your side of the continent. yeah, I know. I can't find any used old skateboards because of guys like him out taking them. Yeah, he, yeah, he's driving around the entire like east or west coast, just picking them all up. Yep, but. <laughs> But uh, so that guitar came out wicked cool, and I'm I'm proud of the video. Um, I had I had a buddy of mine uh, come in and play it for the yeah. soundtrack. So all the people that watch my videos and complain about my guitar playing, they, <laughs> they got someone else's guitar playing to complain about now. <laughs> so, but it was great. He came, I had this guy come in and just like just kill it, you know, just yeah. kill it on the guitar, and uh, that's the soundtrack. I did an interview with him too for my other channel, so that'll be coming out at the same time. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so that's I've been I've been busy like doing all these things, and they're all just sort of coming to a head and kind of culminating right now. And then um, like I, then it's like like a clean slate. So I'm now I'm just starting to be like, oh, I got to start getting the next wave of things together, you know. So that's that's how you want to keep together. it. That's how you want to keep it. Right. I like it to you know you get busy enough to where you stop looking, and then you got to start looking before you're done, but not when you're crazy, you right. know. And that's. So I've had a pretty good flow like that. 2019's been a pretty good flow like that for me. It's been um, it's been a, a, a good year. You know, I've been happy Excellent. with it. I haven't been overworked and I haven't been underworked. Excellent. Know? Nicely, nicely uh, said there, Sway. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. That's about it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through the podcast and we're just done yeah. talking about ourselves. I love that. Yeah. So Phil, what have you been up to? Great. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, our topic, which we haven't even come up with a name for yet, um, I was, I always say one of my favorite episodes that we've done was the imagination game, yep. and we've done variations where we basically would just be like, okay, you've got you know a broken table and a pallet and a you know a lamp, what are you gonna make? And and um, we were kind of talking about doing that, but in a slightly different way. Um, like improvisation like yes and so what i wanted to do bill is i wanted to challenge you we'll start here okay um to i want to redesign an existing piece of furniture obviously there's a million designs of this but what could we do as reclaimers to make our own version of this and uh, the, the thing i said to you in the pre-show was a credenza okay and so i wanted to sort of start there so the credenza is you know a kind of a fun it's almost a an unnecessary piece of furniture in some ways you know um yeah let's so explain i mean it, what it is i mean what my experience with what a credenza has uh been uh usually grandma has one and mm -hmm. it's it's where she stores all of the tablecloths and the dishes and the stuff that's it's like up against the wall in the dining room and that's where yep. the place settings and all that stuff go it's like a dresser for the kitchen Exactly. It's like where all the spare silverware and the fancy plates go. And, right, right, right. Uh, but then there's also like a, a the other version of the credenza, sort of like the living room credenza. Okay. Where it's like the the TV. It's like the entertainment center. Oh, so you know what the, I mean. There's like yeah. All so the you, you see that and the of, TV guides and the right, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, junk drawers so it's, for the it's, living room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what it is. So basically, right. a credenza is a fancy junk drawer, right? right? So what could now with, with that in mind of the of the function of the credenza. We also, there's a basic size and shape. They're usually rectangular. Right. And they're usually, you know, anywhere from like 24 to 36 inches high, you know, within that sort of table range, right. you know. Um, so what's what's another credenza, what's another take on the credenza besides just these grandma's rectangle? 
And then there's also because there's like there's like Grandma's Rectangle, which is like you know the that sort of curly country style, like the mm. Ethan Allen furniture. Right, and then there's right. like the mod, really slick, like rectangular. Well, well, the fifties modern I think had a lot of credenzas too, right? Where it had the, exactly the, yeah, the it was thick a popular. body with the spindly legs and the angles yep. and yeah, 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 the fifteen degree angles. Yeah. So what's our what's our twenty first century credenza going to be? Ah, let's see. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Why not combine maybe for smaller spaces? What if uh, you have the um, couch table, the one that goes behind the back of the couch? It's, it's kind of tall. Yep, sofa table. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sofa table. What if you combine a sofa table with a credenza? It serves two purposes. Particularly, like in my house, our couch sticks out a little bit into the dining room because there's just not a lot of room. So it kind of separates, the couch itself separates the living room from the dining area. So a a sofa table slash credenza would actually work in my so in, so instead of it being just uh like a top with legs and like one skinny drawer now the sofa table is actually like the full rectangle going to the ground that's got cabinets and drawers and, drawers and everything so it serves two purposes mm-hmm. you've got that that like i said back of the couch table that you can you know mm-hmm. le- lean your arm over and put your coffee cup on it when you're watching tv and yeah. it's got the spare utensils and whatnots in it that would be fun yeah yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea, and it, it could be shallower. Like, I mean, you figure if it shallower needs to... and t- it's a shallow, taller credenza is what it would be. Yeah, because you can go up thirty-eight inches even right. behind a couch, probably forty inches right, on right. some couches. Excellent. I like that. Huh? I like that. Huh? that I mean, that was challenge me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was the first thought. I, I wasn't thinking about behind the couch, but that was the first thought I thought had though was to make it just much much skinnier, right? Um, you know, and taller, so it's. Uh, you know, so it's basically would have the same volume, but just expanding the volume up against the wall. Right. Like, and that's tough with design though, because like my, you know, I'm the guy, like if, if I'm working on, t- I want to push everything to the sides and I want to have as much open space as possible and all my, I don't like clutter. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. how do you, if it's the place you put your clutter, but you don't want it to look cluttered. So if it gets too high, I guess into your sight line, it's going to well, become clutter. Yeah, I mean, it, but it wow, that's really tough too because, um, like a hallway table, there that's another tall, skinny table that's usually just a spindly table mm. that you throw your keys on as you walk in the door. Um, and it's a little taller, but you could even do the same thing there, make it pr- more purposeful. The modern day credenza serves as a hallway table as well. Um, but yeah, d- do you avoid some of that clutter just by the simple fact that it's got a credenza because it's got drawers and stuff to throw your stuff into? Sure, sure. But you know, the other downside though is if, like, take that hall table. If you build that to the floor, um, you know, the the footprint's the same, but now it's taking up more volume in the room. Like, just like visually in the feel of it, you're walking. It feels like a big cube. What if we could make it blend into the wall? So you actually like you have like oh, the top. built in. Well, you have like the top of it is like looks like the wood furniture, and then you you know, and then you have the legs, but then the rest of it inside actually extends out, but it's just painted to match the wall, so it just sort of disappears into the wall. Huh. You know what I mean? You know, so what? Here, almost like a check this out, man. Talk about I'm interesting. Listening. I've been thinking about this. What if you incorporate in, into like this? Let's just talk about this build. I'm thinking any piece of furniture you can think of. It's up against mm-hmm. the wall, right? So you've got the table, you've got the legs. What if you build the surround of the actual volume where you're going to make the drawers and stuff? What if you sheetrock it so it is exactly painted just like the wall? Why couldn't you do that? Mm. Yeah, you could use um, skim it with a half inch sheetrock. Right. You know, you could build a build a wood box. Right. And then skim it with sheetrock and just so paint it. It would be like a mm. built in. But it's not built yeah. in. You can move it. Yeah. Yeah. You would still have a seam. I mean, you could actually, like, you could actually putty it right to the wall if you don't want to move it. And well, then it would really blend in. But. Well, I mean, you don't have to do that. I yeah. mean, but if, but if it yeah. was sheetrock, if you actually use sheetrock and mud and tape and, and do it exactly like the wall and paint it the same color and just the accents, the wood trim, the drawer pulls, whatever, because um, mm. even the drawer fronts can be sheetrock. Why couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I made a for a, one of my clients when I first started the business out, and it was the kind of client that, like, at first I thought was like great because it was like really creative, awesome work, but then it just turned out it didn't really fit with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I made a, 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 you know, like a wiffle bats. Yeah. 
um, he was he's this artist guy, he's a really interesting guy, and he he was into messing with materials, which is cool. And like you know, I wasn't I didn't have the, the skills or knowledge to be doing a lot of what I was trying to do then. Um, but so we he wanted to recreate. If you go to like the toy store, there's like this wiffle box display. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like the cardboard box, and you'd cut the top off, and you know, all the bats would stick you out. Right, right, right. the ball yeah. in the yeah. cardboard. So he won. He was recreating that out of different materials. So I made the box out of sheetrock, and then he had someone like that made the bats out of like plaster or something. And I, forget, <laughs> and I forget what the balls were made out of. They were made out of like you know marble or whatever. Like right, he was right, doing right. The, that was like kind of his thing, like to like recreate. Like I made a bench for the guy. And um, it was just a basic kind of reclaimed wood bench, but I had a glass shelf. Okay. And then he created, uh, out of 24 karat gold, he took like a wad of gum and he cast it and, with 24 karat gold and then stuck it to the underside of this bench. But that's like a pretty cool idea. That, is, I mean? that is a cool <laughs> like, idea, yeah. It was like a thousand dollar, like, the, you know, I made like a thousand dollar bench, it became a ten thousand dollar bench with like one little piece of, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, the, the sheetrock yeah. was interesting. Well, I, I mean, and it makes sense, too. If you're reclaiming, you know, you've got – anytime you've done remodeling, you can get smaller pieces of sheetrock, right, for free. Any dumpster that's sure. got a house is something. So why can't you use sheetrock as opposed to paneling and whatever? You know what I mean? It's cheap. It's free. Um, mm. It's sturdy enough. I mean, obviously, you know, just like, we, you know, your walls are framed. People say, oh, well, you know, what if you po- poke a hole in it? Well, how often do you poke a hole in your wall unless it's intentionally to hang a picture? You know, you, you yeah. understand. It's like, hey, you know, don't punch the wall. Especially you don't hit the frame or the stud because that'll hurt. Yeah. The only concern I would have is with the doors opening and closing and drawers, you would need to put a wood trim of some sort. It, everything would be... everything. It would have to be, be inset. Right. Yeah. Everything, all the hardware, all the framework would be out of the wood. But I'm just saying instead of making mm-hmm. paneling for the doors, you would use a sheetrock. You're using you're using that material for the the sides and the drawer fronts and and all of that and still using the sturdiness of the the wood to create you know like make a make a traditional credenza but use sheetrock as part of the material. Have you seen um, any of the furniture people make out of OSB? I have not. I'm not what you're you're not talking about IKEA, right? <laughs> no, no. no. No, I'm talking about when you go to the depot and you buy that ten dollar four by eight of OSB. Right, right, you know? right. People have made. Um, there's been some people that made some fine furniture out of it, like um, you know bureaus and stuff, and, right, and right, they right. put like you know twenty coats of you know like nitrocellulose finish on it or whatever to get the you know to kind of just like polish a turd. Right, right, right. Uh, and it's really cool looking stuff. Uh, I've been tempted to do that, but um, but it's the same thing. It's like you get the fragile edge, and you just have to sort of plan for that. You know. There's a um, so one of the things at my job that I don't always appreciate. It's not part that I love is uh, management's idiocracy. How would you say that? Anyway, managers are idiots. They built a brand new building. (laughs) They they didn't have the money to do this. A new admin building, and they furnished it with all this industrial, expensive, expensive tables and matching cheap ikea looking chairs but all the tabletops are mdf but they're mdf with a clear coat over the top of it and i'm like that's mdf this is just particle board it's you know but they put like a a thick epoxy nice top on this thing and they're calling it and i mean it's ridiculous like the the couch cushions are like you know eight hundred dollars a piece i'm like are you kidding me Come on, I can do that. I can, I can be anyway. Uh, but yeah, so to to see a, a different material being used to make uh, fine furniture is is uh, definitely it's not new. But I don't know. What what could you do with sheetrock? I just thought that was interesting. Um. Yeah. No. Let's let's keep going down the road because that was the other half of the game was um the materials. Was materials. Yeah. Like to, you know, the find, finding, you know, playing the imagination game of materials. And sheetrock is one we have not discussed before. And sheetrock is like, I know I have like a wall in my shop about uh, eight foot by uh, six foot part of my wall that was, I just sheetrocked it just to hold some insulation in, like kind of in the, in the right, visible right. part. From my, my buddy who sheetrocked his garage and he gave right. me all his cutoffs. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, because, yeah, you, you get all sorts of like 12 inch wide by eight foot cutoffs and all these different things. So plenty of material and it's super easy to cut. I think the key with, with, with sheetrock, of course, is protecting the edge. So if you start start talking about doing inlays of sheetrock, um, the sky's kind of the limit. So like, especially like in CNCing, like you could take like a um, like a cubist sort of pattern, like one of those like 
okay. like 60s pop art patterns. You have the rectangles and the triangles, all the shapes. You know, and you have a, have like inch thick borders and mm-hmm. route all that out and inlay it with sheetrock. I mean, you could get some really cool looking things like that. Um, you probably need to. You know, well, I guess if the edges are in there, you, you just you just tape the edges. You just got to tape yeah. the edges. Is all you got to do. I mean, there's yeah. uh, that's that's not when you buy sheetrock. The edges are usually you know on the the sheet. They're 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 wrapped with paper, right? Yeah. That's that's all you got to do is you tape it. Whatever cuts you make. Now, normally you wouldn't because you're applying different sized pieces of sheetrock to the wall. You tape over the seams. But if you're using it as like you said, little geometrical shapes, take that little mm. triangle. Tape all the edges, right? Put it in. Do all your putty and your your uh, yeah, spackle to hide the tape and paint it. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like you would patching a hole in the wall. I, I, wow. I guess. Yeah. What what fun would that be? And I think it would be inexpensive. It would also, you know, what that might be a heck of a a heck of a teaching tool for people wanting to get into making that's not traditional. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. But and even like I just as I said, my first thought because that's what I've been doing lately is the CNC stuff was that. Right. But it's not. It's like you get a piece of. Um, get a piece of quarter inch plywood mm-hmm. and you just you know cut one inch strips of whatever and and nail in all sorts of random geometric shapes all over that thing and then you inset the sheetrock into those yep. you know you could do all yeah it'd be pretty interesting i mean it'd be kind of there'd be some cool panel doors and stuff like that it would actually be kind of fun to do an actual floating panel right. <laughs> like have the so you can just like put your fist through it you know but it'd be kind of fun <laughs> or, or have one special panel on it for punching it's replaceable right Right. right. So whenever you, just, you get you mad, take the frame you, put, apart. You, you put your hand through that piece of sheetrock and you pull it out and you have like five more waiting that you just pop it back in that part yeah. of it's Oh, dude, it's like it's like the stress credenza. Stress the relief stress credenza. credenza. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, let's keep it on the credenza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. You you probably want to keep a shop vac nearby too. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that is the drawback with sheetrock. It's basically chalk, yeah. so yeah. chalk dust. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. What else we got? We got um. So if we were something else, kind of semi-traditional, how could we untraditionalize it? Um, well, let's, but I like the sticking with um with the sheetrock because that's like been my mission with like the hollow doors and like okay. the waste. Like you're right, sheetrock is one of these waste items that. Not that I want to talk about sheetrock anymore, but uh, but it's one of those waste items that you know, uh, like nobody does anything with. Like, it doesn't well, really yeah. Get what recycled. else? What else can you do it? What about tabletops? Why couldn't you use sheetrock for tabletop if you put a piece of glass over it? Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure it would probably not last. <laughs> well, I mean, if you had a piece of glass, it would last forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, if the piece of glass sat on something else, not sat on the sheetrock. But if because if it's set, we've been worried about the sheetrock crushing in the middle, you know, or oh no, well the glass isn't going to allow that to happen. But yeah, yeah no, yeah. I mean, okay, tabletop's a bad idea. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, you could you could encase it in epoxy, but you can do that with anything. Like I'm I'm not a fan of the epoxy encasing because then it's the epoxy is what the table is. It's not what's inside the epoxy, you know. Um, like, yes and no. It depends. I mean, if you're yeah. showing something off, if you do something really outrageous, the epoxy's just holding everything together. Jimmy did that yeah. stool. Where you had, I mean, you had like a dead the rat. rat. The dead rat in it. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Um, so if we're using, what else could you use sheetrock for? That, that's actually a good idea. What can you make with mm. sheetrock incorporated into making? Yeah, because it just, it really does lack the structural, you know, sort of side of it. So it has to be veneer, you know, like the door frames. I mean, I don't think there's too, too much else we get away with in furniture. What about outside of furniture? Could we make a guitar out of sheetrock? Why couldn't you? Yeah, would it, actually that would you know what would be wicked cool would be to um, remember the guitar that I made the the <laughs> I'm totally doing this. <laughs> <laughs> remember you remember all the detachable guitars I made and stuff. Oh, yeah, with the, there was yeah, like yeah. the core. What if we made sheetrock bodies for the guitar that the that the uh, that the, so you just have that guitar like the the wood part insets into it like that okay. puzzle shaped guitar thing I right, did. Right, right. So you just you could just play every song and you just smash it and just like <laughs> just pick up another one and slide it on. Just like smash like twenty guitars every night, you know. <laughs> See that again? That's 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 pretty creative. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Like you just like you know you just like hit the singer over the head with it, you know, just knowing that the edge, not the center. Right, that's right, hard, right, you know, right, just, right, right. Like hit hit people over there on stage. <laughs> if you could actually, if you could actually do a good tape job on it, the shape of the body would look like it's solid, right? But yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Have you just, painted it nice? Yeah, if it's just it's just sheetrock. 
So mm. we know how you feel about tone wood. Eh, whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I could make that center part of the body. I mean, just make it as absolutely minimal as possible, you know. Um, which well, what, I could if, do. what if you're on stage and you're playing your guitar and then you pull out a, a razor knife and you score the sheetrock and then you break it perfectly it. and start yeah. and just start kind of slowly as you're playing a song, take a break every few few bars or whatever and cut off another piece of that sheetrock and snap it off and toss it in the audience, right? And just keep playing. And all of a sudden, by the end of the thing, all you've got left is basically the neck and the electronics. I, I want to hit people over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> There was a there was a band um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. It's like kind of like a pop punk band from the '70s, and the guy played a uh, he played a guitar that he had cut the top like three or four inches off of, just straight line. Right. Um, that was the first thing I thought of. Like, <laughs> was that it was pretty cool looking, you know. Um. Okay. Okay. That's uh, what. Are, what are the other things in that? Let's go to that construction site dumpster. So we've got the two by four cutoffs. We've already got uses for those. We've got the pallets. You know, we've already got uses for those. We've got the holocore doors that I've been making my mission to find uses for. We got the sheetrock. We just found some uses for that. What else is in that dumpster? That construction site dumpster? Oh, it depends. If you if it's a if it's a housing tract, um, you're going to find oftentimes you're going to find a lot of um, fence boards, right? Because they they order fence boards by the pallet. They just put up you know eight houses with worth of fence board. Mm-hmm. Now there's thirty fence boards that are just laying there. So as far as material goes, you've got. Probably redwood, cedar, whatever they use in your neck of the woods. You know, around here they're mostly PVC now. Everybody's yeah. making them out of plastic. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, there's pavers. they're hollow. Yeah. There's there's yeah. pavers. People but are. That, uh, but that plastic is useful too, though. I mean, you know, you can. Uh, I live in what California. What do you do with that plastic? I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean you talk, I'm making guitar out of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I'm thinking about the, it's a thin, you know, it's a sixteenth inch wall. Uh, usually, or, or an eighth of an inch, or something like that. It's pretty thin stuff. So now we got you know veneering out the wazoo, you know capabilities. But it, usually, it's all just white, so it's kind of boring color-wise. You know. I mean, other than cutting it up and melting it down and, and making uh, different things with it, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I I mm. just we, there's not a lot of it out here. I guess there is a lot of it out here. I just never thought of that. Start touching people's fences. Go drive around the, the rich neighborhoods and start touching their fences, man. They're all plastic. Uh, remember that restraining order thing? Yeah. Oh, right, the 50 yeah, yards. Yeah. yeah. No, that's 175, the red speaker. <laughs> Get your hands off my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is in a dumpster? Um, um, yeah, pavers, yep. Yeah. I mean, there's probably bricks and pavers. You know that, the, um, that uh, Tyvek? What is that, the installation? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the sheets of, uh, what is it, a half inch or three-quarter inch thick sometimes, that insulation that they put right up against the plywood. That's a that's a good tip too. Uh, just a random tip is using that. You've done it. I've done it. Um, you lay that on the ground. You can you can break down plywood with that. You can run your circuit right, saw you over it and cut right into that foam foam insulation. It, it you know definitely worth it because those things are like thirteen bucks for a sheet and you can cut a hundred pieces of plywood with that no problem. It makes it easier if you don't have a big enough table. Throw it in your driveway. Boom. Yeah. 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 I I've only done it with the pieces that I got in that box that you sent me. <laughs> so I've never, I've never bought it or, or fished for it or anything. But uh, uh, yeah, that stuff works pretty good. There's that. There's um, uh, sometimes a lot of hardware. If they take all the standard crappy hardware that comes on your hollow core doors, um, they'll pull all those off because they're they're putting the nicer sets on. So a lot of times in those dumpers, you'll find um, hinges and doorknobs and mm. you know. All I have tons of those from yeah. from my doors. You know yeah. uh, the. The hinges, I mean, the, it gets to a point where you're like, I'm never going to use all these hinges for for hinges. So what else can we do with them? Right, right. Um, I've I've used them for guitar tail pieces or a double bass tail piece once because I had the, the one I, I had a big one I had four. Yeah, holes cigar, in it. cigar box guitars are a lot of you yeah. take the smaller hinges and use them to for yeah. the uh, yeah tail piece. Yeah. Uh, to hold the strings. Um, just, I mean, just they're, storage they're solid boxes. brass usually. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, as far as like utilitarian uh, shop storage, you know, build a box, put a lid on it with a hinge. You can use those hinges. Hmm. You could probably, because I mean, most of them are brass, and so you could you could probably braze them together um, and braze them if, solid. I don't know if to they're make. brass or if they're just brass plated. They might be brass plated. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you stick a magnet to it, you can weld it. So. Yeah. You know. You just you could weld them together, and you could probably make uh, 
make little sculptures out of them. I don't know. I say, yeah, you can. I mean, there's all kinds of art pieces you can make out of it. Statement. Yeah. I like. I don't know if it's a real thing because I'm not educated like uh, y'all are. But um, statement art to me, it's just like you know when you just throw something together. Not throw something together, but when you use material for the sake of saying. Look at all this crap that I just found. I dug out of the dumpster. You, you weld it together. Or you put it in epoxy or whatever you might do. Make a statement with it. It's like, mm. and then you don't ever tell nobody what the statement is. You just gotta. It's it's different for everybody, right? Well, it's like my my nail guitar and stuff like that. Like that's why I save the nails because um, there's one. It's one of the rules of art, right? Is to take a lot of something, right? Like you know, one of like one nail is not interesting. But you know, forty million nails is interesting. You know, <laughs> and that that's like, and in, in reclaiming, there's you're really right for that. Like that, if you save hinges for twenty years, if you're like me and you're going through forty holocore doors every couple of months, uh, and you start saving all those hinges, I mean, you can have a a pile of hinges, and you can do a really interesting statement piece for sure. Um, but, but yeah, volume is your friend when it comes to that. But the the downside of that is that means you have to hang on to all that stuff, and it starts to drive you crazy. <laughs> oh, I just came up with something for the PVC fence boards. Okay. Push sticks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, push sticks. Yep. Um, it's not yeah. going to ruin and, your uh, blade. It's, uh, it's yeah, you can cut them in the whatever shape you want. You know, I had gotten a bunch of them, and they were like, they were basically, I think, about three-quarter inches wide and uh, hollow. Right. And then there was two sides. So, like, if you cut it right, you could actually have that opening in the center so mm-hmm. you've got these little thin so you could actually run it right over the blade and hold on both sides right without and just not even cut into it i mean it would get a little you'd probably have to do something to just sort of reinforce in the middle so it's not too wobbly but because you, you obviously you want to push this it's not going to bend under your hand you know that wouldn't be I, very I good i imagine you can but. probably get a plastic welder and um cover up like if you wanted it sure. to be more sturdy you could cover up that hollow cut it at a 45 do whatever yeah. then put a little plate on it and then the plastic welder is just a, a heat gun with that melts the plastic together. Um, yeah. That, that or just shove, shove a piece of wood in the middle of it and run a screw through it, too. Yeah, know? there you go. Yeah, just something nice and simple. Um, that'd be kind of fun. I was also thinking of um, uh, guitar pick guards, you know. And guitar picks? Yeah, guitar picks. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It might be a little thick for that, but yeah. 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 That's a good one. See? And you are going to throw that stuff away. No, I, I was just... I don't like plastic. I I yeah, don't. No, I don't. No, well, no, that's no. not true. I like Glocks. I love Glocks. So, they're plastic. Uh, the polymer. Oh yeah. Uh, they, people thought that that was a terrible idea back in the '80s or late '70s when Glocks came out. A plastic gun. Oh no, they'll get through the police uh, scanners at the airport and all this other stuff. You can't make a gun out of plastic. Polymer. Polymer guns now are the thing. They just are, and it's not. It's just the frame. Everything else has still got to be right. I say the barrel. The, the barrel is yeah, metal. Yeah, everything's yeah. metal. But yeah, so Paul. Yeah. So, but that's. Yeah. I don't know if I could make a gun out of fence plastic fence boards. Did you ever see that movie with uh, John Malkovich? And he was like some kind of spy, and he's gonna go like kill. He the was president an assassin. In the yeah, he was an assassin. Yeah. And, and he, he made, made that plastic gun. Yeah, yeah. With the two springs in the pen and yeah. everything. And he, oh, that was just so cool. <laughs> I wonder if that's even. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's not possible. Sure it is. You know, but it was just sure like that is. single. It's, you know, for, yeah, to make he, a, so he had this. Yeah, to make something that will shoot one bullet is not that hard. The material doesn't have right. to be that. It's, it's really like, just a one controlled explosion. One yeah. controlled explosion. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah, and then it just disintegrates or whatever. But, but yeah, so he had all the parts in his pen, and he was putting it together under the table, and he couldn't see. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a cool movie. All right, that's enough of that. Um. Have we have we yapped long enough? I think so. We should probably start yeah. wrapping this up. Yeah, what, what but, kind um, of stuff do we do? Yeah, let's carry that. Let's carry that conversation on, though. If you have, I mean, we're always looking for new new garbage, right? Right. So, um, if you know, like, I'm I'm on this holocore door kick, and I'm not anywhere near done. I have <laughs> I have several more ideas in the works um, that are still different and unique from just guitars uh, that I I hope to be making. Um, but what else is in that dumpster, like you know, that you want to find uses for? Have you thought of something that you know no one else is doing, or is maybe like you know some waste material? We'd love to hear from you, so Absolutely. you can reach us at Pe- info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com is our email. Yeah, you know. people are reaching out yeah. to us all the time about stuff like that, so that that'd be a fun one to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, any ideas, something you are making, or if it's you know what, if if you can't make it or you haven't made it, 
Give us the idea. We might make it. You never know. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just challenge us. Like, hey, this is something yeah. that people are throwing away. You know, yeah. what yeah. can you do with this? And uh, and we whether we physically do it or we just have these brainstorming sessions. Uh, I'd like to do this because I feel like it adds to the conversation and it adds to you know just to get people's creative juices flowing. That's why that's why we do this. That's why we share on YouTube and that's why we sh- we make this podcast just to to encourage other people to go out and and do things it's not necessarily because we're going to do it all so we want we want you to help <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. i mean we're brilliant but we can only shine yeah. so bright and you know and if and if phil keeps you know blowing us off like yeah. this who knows there might be a spot open you never know <laughs> <laughs> yeah buddy i love it Okay, I don't think we have any reviews this week. Ah, uh, I didn't um, even look. And I don't know about the European market because uh, you know, I'm sure John made it his move somewhere, um, but <laughs> I don't have access to that. That's the only downside to not having Phil here is we don't have access to the European market. Other than that, I think it's been great. Best podcast ever. I, uh, <laughs> I don't see any new reviews, huh? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm checking... Oh, no, I'm sorry. We do have one new one right here from... Nate71173 and it looks like it just came in today. Oh, it's Creator Nader. Okay. We, we love him. So it looks like it's, it's um it looks like yeah, today's the 13th, right? So yep. it just came in today. Um and it's a five-star reviews titled Fave from Creator Nader. It's Creator Nader time. B O W E O B O W E O B O W E O B O W E O B O W E O B O W E O B O W E O B O W E O bunch of music notes. Seriously though, it's Creator Nader time. <laughs> but honestly, but honestly, these guys are great. But Bill Lutz is the truly infectious, lovable individual. I would listen if it was just Bill making up words. I think that was pretty much today's episode. So you're yep, gonna love yep. this one. Um, Phil is probably going to make a crack about the previously stated word infectious. Uh, no, he's not here, so you're safe. Lots of laugh. These guys are great. Tim and is tall. Tim's I am. Tall. I am tall. I'm six foot two. Nate, we, yeah. we love you, brother. Um, and if y'all haven't checked out Creator Nader on his videos, uh, he does some high-speed drawing. It's something I envy of anybody that has that kind of skill set because I can't draw stick figures to save my life. So very interesting. Check out check out Nate's uh, Creator Nader stuff. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, brother. Absolute, absolutely. Yeah, and we love um, you right back, or at least I do. Hmm. I'm the lovable one. I'm, I'm, I'm fond of you. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Committed relationship. <laughs> um, uh, do you have any tips for this I, week? I do. Um, so one, just I still, it's something I've, I've done forever. Um, uh, even when it comes to firearms, uh, I used to do back in the day, to add a little bit of grippiness to anything that you're trying to, to hold tight to, rubber bands. Right, and the reason I this came to mind is because uh, I have my little micro screwdrivers that I use for the little itty bitty tiny screws that I need to put the tuning the tuners on my guitar necks. So you have yep. that, that one little screw. So you have to use that little tiny itty bitty micro screwdriver, and they're always so thin. And as I'm getting older, my dexterity is going away, and my hand strength is disappearing a little bit. So I need a little more grip. So I just grab a rubber band and wrap it around two or three rubber bands, wrap it around that little tiny screwdriver. And I just give you, it, it builds up the grip, even on a full size screwdriver or a hammer, anything you want to be able to grip and have grippiness to it. The rubber, like put a rubber grip on rubber bands. It's real quick. Mm. Boom. Uh, great in the shop. And like I said, even back in the day before they actually make it for uh, guns now, but I used to wrap rubber bands around my pistols when I was out target practicing because you get a better grip on it. But anyway, in the shop, uh, I always have a little pile of rubber bands for all kinds of stuff, but it's that one thing in particular. It helps even like an um, X-Acto knife. You wrap it up with some rubber bands just so you can, it just doesn't slip. You know, it's a better grip. That's a, that's a great tip. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a I have a screwdriver. It's actually part of my Miller's Falls collection because just every time I get something that says Miller's Falls, I get excited for some reason. But it's um, <laughs> it's got a full-size plastic handle, right. but it's got the a small and it's perfect for like those little guitar screws. Right, right, um, right. And then to, to add to that tip, and I'm, I know this is like kind of a no-brainer, but just in case you you didn't know this one, um, when you're trying to do those little screws and they're really tough to hold on, you just stick a magnet on the side of your screwdriver. Yeah. And, uh, and that helps keep the screw attached to your screwdriver so you can kind of get it in there with one hand. Because I, I have 
you know, big clumsy hands, yeah. and it's diff- difficult for me to hold little things like that in place. So, magnets are your friend. We'll we'll, uh, we'll add to that tips tip uh, when you're putting those little screws into something too. Um, you think, well, how am I ever going to drill a pilot hole? We'll use an ice pick. Use an ice pick to pop a little tiny hole to get that little tiny screw started. It works every time. It works really well. So Jimmy's ice pick would come in handy for that too. I would I would even say I have um uh, <laughs> I have an old Ryobi twelve volt one of the blue ones cordless drill. Oh yeah, and yeah. I still have and I still have the batteries for it and I leave the battery on the charger and then I pull it out and I can get like a couple screws in before the battery is dead. Right. You know, but um, I have in it like the, the smallest drill bit I could find. Right. And this thing goes two speeds slow and your battery's dead slow. Right. Um, and so I, I use that to pre-drill all the way through for the little screw because the other problem with those little screws is if just one tweak that you slip the screwdriver in the Phillips head and that whole screw is stripped. You know what I mean? Oh, like the whole head yeah. strip. Yeah, not only so, that, but you'll you'll push that screwdriver right into your pretty finished wood too. That too, that too. Yeah. So I always I don't just do the ice pick. I actually drill a hole beyond the depth of that screw if I can. Yeah. Um, just for that reason, because uh, I've done both of those things so many times. <laughs> or or you know you're trying to get into the wood and you just you tweak it just a little bit too hard and then the head snaps off and then you got just the, <laughs> that happens all the time too. Well, it's really why, easy to do it. Yeah, we have to remember that when you have a screw that's about three sixteenths inch long and it's you know basically slightly bigger than a needle. Um, yeah, you don't have to be super strong to get that thing in. You know, you just <laughs> right. And if you're if you're drilling it through wood, you right. know you can you can break that. So, oh, easily, yeah, yeah. especially hardwood. Yeah. So anyway, that's my. I have another one, but I think I'll save it for next week because we just expanded on that tip. So I, I think yeah. we uh, and we uh, we covered that very well. What about you? Any any uh, special tips from you, or should we save those two? Oh, we'll we'll save them. That was a, that was a good little tip section. Uh, and then uh, what are you into? What's uh, what's got your attention? So uh, quite a few things actually got my attention. Um, one was, uh, and I'm probably stealing this from you, but that's okay. I, we'd be fighting for this. Nick Carruthers. Uh, emailed us <laughs> and gave us a link. Go to the Grain Doctor on YouTube and check out his Team Trees. That's a thing, and I'm not quite sure what the thing is. Uh, you could probably explain more. But he did a Team Trees video with Lego Stop Animation, and it's awesome. Kind of like you did with your um, your video with the Lego shop dude. Yeah. That was, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Nick, we love you, brother, and the video is awesome. So what's a little bit more about that Team Trees, Tim? Uh, so Team Trees is, uh, I, I think the guy's name is Mr. Beast. Um, I'm not super hip on the YouTube stuff like I should be outside of our community. Yeah, and even in our community, yeah, I'm not yeah. as hip as I should be. But but he's like, he's uh, he's got like 20 million subscribers he just hit. And so he did this campaign with a bunch of other people to try and plant 20 million trees. So right. basically you, you donate a dollar to teamtrees.org, I think is a website. And it's a, for every dollar equals a tree. It goes like an Arbor Foundation. Um, so he's, you know, he's been, I think they're close to it. Last I heard they were, I mean, like people like Elon Musk donated a million trees and stuff like that. Um, so that's what that's all about. It's just raising promotion to try and, uh, put money into the hands of people that are planting trees because, you know, we need them. Um, and so that's why Nick did that. And, he, and it was definitely a fun video to watch. And, and also I didn't realize, I knew Nick was a doctor, but I didn't realize he specializes in uh, hyper, yeah, hyperbaric either. therapy. So like when you I didn't know that either. deep sea divers get the bends, I've, I've seen that on TV. I don't know a lot about it, but they put you mm. in that hyperbaric chamber and they pump it full of 100% oxygen, which impregnates all your pores and your blood vessels and all that. Um, but his his attachment to the team trees, well, we need trees, they produce oxygen, blah, 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 mm. um, I think. I was so captivated by watching the video that I because yeah, it's all his, done in Lego. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. His, his point was is that as a doctor, we need trees because of the oxygen. And he right. t- talked a little bit about the importance of oxygen to human survival and how that system works. And then he was like, and as a woodworker, we need trees because I like to mill them. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> <So. laughs> he's both. He's, he's a doctorated yes. uh, woodworker. Mm. Uh, and the other thing that, that got my attention was... Um, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Total Boat for you, Tim, because I've noticed just that recently they're supporting the community quite a bit. Everybody's got a little yeah. little bit from them, so thank you, Total Boat. Just like our our friend uh, uh, Mike Klingspor, who's sharing the love in our community with everybody and uh, providing a great service for us all. So that's that's kind of what got my uh, attention. 
Yeah, Total Boat is in the process of building a. Um, uh, they want to build a workshop uh, and and actually do classes and whatnot. And nice. uh, so they have some plans to really get involved. I mean, they started as making you know materials for boats, and then they realized it was not a big leap for them to realize that people that make things other than boats would be interested in their finishes. You know. Right. Um, and so then they've really jumped into this community, and they're they're super cool people. Yeah. You know? And they, well, uh, yeah. for those that don't know, what we're talking about is the epoxy. They have a two part epoxy. Um, that a lot of us use for a lot of different fun things that we make. Uh, mm. That's one of the many things that they have. But you know, there's other stuff what, out there. But they they have right. some really good stuff. So and they, they have some very nice oil based varnishes and whatnot too. That are you know they're they're marine grade. No, what absolutely. I, what yeah. I what I've been personally interested with them and using is um, they have this product called Halcyon and it's a water based um, boat varnish. And so it's actually like Hippie. you know a little more. Yeah, I know it's a little more eco friendly, but it's like it still has that heavy duty you know sort of quality to it so that's what i've been using and and into about them um for me uh two things one is uh jeff shaw from ideal grain he came to my shop like eight months ago yeah (laughs) right and and i i forgot that even existed like i don't know but so he just posted this interview that we did together on his ideal grain channel so you can go see that but the other thing i wanted to mention in the section was that um I had a fascinating conversation today for over an hour with Corey, who oh, stop. works oh, at Avid. Oh, I thought you were talking about us just now. Nope, I had that conversation too. Okay. Um, but anyways, about the fascinating one. So <laughs> I had this I had this great conversation with this, with Corey, who works at Avid CNC, who is my one of my sponsors, you know, the, um, the CNC company, the CNCs that I use, because I had some questions, um, you know, about the machining in, in this, this new machine I have, and... So he's teaching me. He's like, okay, you know, see this tab? And there's like all these tabs. And the so- I use the software Mach 4 is what they use to control their machine. And um, and so there's like there's like all these things that it does and all these numbers and all this data. And I just basically like, you know, I, I hit play. You know what I mean? Like I'm, it's like if it's a stereo, there's like the play button. Then there's the five-band graphic EQ. Like I don't I haven't figured out the EQ yet. I'm still on the play button, you know. And um, so today we, you know, he's saying I was like having a problem, like I wasn't getting it to zero out the way I wanted to, and he's he's like, do you see this tab up here that says? And I was like, I've never seen that tab before because there's so many tabs, you know. And so he's like, you click that, and he's showing me all this stuff. He's like, you can do this, and then he's explaining how you can actually program in multiple zeros, so you could run a file, like you could you could set it up so your machine's big enough to have four steps. Stages on it, so you could actually like run one file, and then it would you can use this thing, and it would automatically go to the next section and run that file. So you could actually like move stuff along an assembly line and stuff like that. And like he just like sitting there, my you know my jaws open. I'm like, I I still don't understand everything you said. Um, But so you know, I was just like kind of listening, and I was just like, I can't believe I've been using this stuff for so long, and I had no idea all this stuff was possible. And this is what he said. It's not an exact quote, but it's pretty close because I wrote it down. He said, he said, well, CNC is an art. And uh, progression is the only effective way to learn art, right? And I just thought that was a really, like, you know, progression. Like, because you can't just paint the Mona Lisa. You got to learn how to paint by numbers first or whatever, you know? Um, and I just thought about that in the, the maker sphere as well, outside of CNC. But all of what we're doing, of course, progression is the only effective way to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So it was just sort of this, it's just sort of this reminder that, like, you know, and like I tell my son all the time, and it's basically like Corey told me what I tell my son all the time: practice. Like you know, you think you know something, but the more you know, the less you know. And that's like I just had one of those revolutions today where I'm getting pretty comfortable with CNC and I'm doing all this work, and all of a sudden I just realize like, oh, I don't know anything. Like I know absolutely nothing. Like I don't even know half of what this I can do. You know, and well, I just thought it was, it was humbling and ex- exciting. In that same vein, uh, another quick shout out, um, Pop Pop, and you know who you are. Reached out to us, and he's going to build his grandkid. Uh, a guitar and possibly yeah. a small cigar box guitar or whatever and uh, you answer most of his questions um, but yeah that's another progression type thing that I'm, I'm figuring out it's like every time I think wow man this is really cool I understand this one thing something else pops up about music that I'm not going to venture down that road but I'm, I'm getting a glimpse and an understanding of, mm. of you know what goes on everybody used to tell me um, if you if you can play piano or you play a guitar, you can kind of understand piano or the guitar. They're kind of the same thing. I'm like, no, they're not. One's like a table. The other one's like something you hold in your hand. <laughs> I get what that means now. It's because the chords and the progressions and the, and the the numbers of the, you know, A, B, C, D up to G, everything's in the same line. It's the same way on a guitar as it is in a piano. Anyway, just little things like that. Progression. Uh, mm. Anyway. Yeah, go. Nice. Fun. Yeah. Awesome. 
Okay, so now we'll get Robot Phil, or past Phil from last week, to read all the stuff. Go for it, Phil. Uh, our websites, ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, and newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. I've made it super simple to leave them. In fact, go to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. There's a link. Your iTunes will pop up, and you can go ahead and leave a five-star review um, or else. And patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the absolute best way to make sure that there is an episode of reclaimed audio every single week and the best way to get access to the pre-show. And in fact, it's the only way to get access to the pre-show where you get to lift the hood and see the engine of this show running. Have a wonderful week, guys. And that's done. Okay, so now we can say, um, you know, bye, everybody. Uh, yeah. And just thank so, you. Okay, wait. You. Yeah, so I'll do it. I'll say, I'll say, bye everybody, and then you say. Uh, uh, no, that's what I say. Oh, so we Phil, do need Phil says something. Oh, he says, see you next week. Yeah, and then I say, bye everybody, okay. and then you say, and then I say, be good, and, and then you say, or don't. Perfect. Nice.